I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane Brennan, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, Aaron Chalk. How are we, Aaron? How's it going? Good morning, Shane. All J- is good. Just the two of us today. Just the two. It's it's strange, isn't it? We're, 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 we're back to the original twosome. I feel like I'm going to curse more. <laughs> it's like the par- the parents aren't aren't here anymore now, so we can go a little bit wild. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since we haven't not had a guest. Yeah, yeah, no, it has. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to good to just be chatting shit. Cue okay. anyone who's listening to this right now just skipping on to the next week's episode yeah, <laughs> straight away. This is gonna be shit. this is gonna be nonsense. <laughs> no insights. Just. Just them talking absolute garbage to each this, other. This really should be released like after hours. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be that loose. Ah, yeah, for sure. Look. So this week we are going to talk about toy ads, and obviously, given fucking people are getting into the Christmas Christmas spirit a bit fucking early for my liking. Don't to be honest talk with you. to me. I Don't was, talk to me. Uh, like fair enough. Like. Halloween ends and everyone's like oh it's the run up to Christmas but it's not meant to actually be the run up of Christmas on the 1st of November that's not how this like Christmas is not a a fucking eight week run up like you'd be absolutely exhausted but by like, the end of by for Christmas time there's a fair fair enough if it's ramping up or running up but but 1st of November it's it's saying happy Christmas. All the signs outside of Tesco are Merry Christmas from Tesco. Now, I understand the commercial reason why they're doing it, trying to get people buying all that kind of crack, you know? If there's not a, a big rush and all that jazz. But I always, I hate it because the fear is that when it actually comes time to start feeling Christmassy, mid-December, or, you know, having pints of friends, you're finishing your wrapping or your gifting or you're getting into the swing of it, you're about to, to, to break off for the for the holidays. You want to feel ultra Christmassy yeah. right then. You don't and want there. to be fatigued. Exactly, exactly. So you, you kind of had to had to actively go through November with blinkers on, uh, like anti Christmas blinkers. You have to be yeah. a Scrooge in the entire uh, month think, of November. I don't even think it's being a Scrooge though. I think it's kind of like you're just ignoring them. You're not actively going against them. I'm just, like I saw the Christmas tree up in places and I was like, what. Like get the fuck out of here with this shit, lads. Like, I've well, like, no interest. I'm not partaking in any of that. No Merry Christmas, because like it loses all meaning by by December then. And it's 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 funny because uh, the last weeks we're seeing obviously the first week of November, the majority of all Christmas ads are are, are dropping between Irish brands and international brands. Yeah, and it's it's hard to it's hard to analyze them analyze them in a. Christmassy sense because like I, I still have the pumpkins outside the front door lads I still haven't cleared them off and now you're whacking me in the face with everyone's crying at Christmas now everyone's crying at Christmas yeah like and even just the them showing on TV we, this is going to be a different episode we shouldn't really get into this too much but like them go, showing this on is TV. quite cathartic though I'm, I'm, I'm delighted yeah. someone else but like showing Christmas way, Day already yeah yeah like it's 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 been building for a while this and maybe it's this has always been the case and we're just kind of copping on now as we're getting older i don't know but it seems that christmas is starting in well brown thomas started in august every single fucking year 
that's yeah. that's the worst uh, my, my wife was walking through a brown thomas she was on the phone to me and i was like wait a second is that christmas music in the middle of summer while she's walking walking through the place like it's an absolute joke yeah hearing christmas music in summer is just crazy but i know people like some people are absolutely obsessed with christmas and that's completely okay but i just think at it's christmas. funny <laughs> at christmas yeah it's like i just think it's funny that like um uh from a consumer point of view and brands and everything have completely taken that on board like i'd love to have known like i'd love to talk to someone who who um uh plans tv for the last 40 years and i've been like yeah no 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 we used to only run stuff uh when december had happened you'd never have anything happen in november on and the 24th like, we <laughs> we run the other yeah. ad on the 24th and you'd love to see it like change 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 but um, but I agree with you. Like I just I just find it hard to to get any um, relatability to any of the Christmas ads at the minute. Like so, I don't see the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't. Whereas when they run during Christmas time, you're like, oh yeah, I am going out. The Christmas tree is up. It makes sense. Blah blah blah. But uh, no. But anyway, I rant over. So with that, we decided we would talk about toy ads because obviously toys and Christmas they're kind of the same thing. And um, look hand and glove so uh yeah so toy what is your favorite toy from growing up Aaron? i had this uh red power rangers that i was obsessed with uh it was one of those like six six seven inch tall ones that like you flipped and his head would flip around or something some 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 mechanism in it that you did something and something else happened to him but uh, yeah, I always went through a big uh, Power Rangers phase as a kid, and uh, that red Power Ranger toy was that was that was going everywhere with me. I never knew this about you. You were a Power Ranger nut. Yeah, when I was when I was very young now, but I, that that's built into. So my did memory. you watch the show? Oh yes, yeah. I remember being they left it on a, a one series on a cliffhanger, and I was like, it was my first experience of a cliffhanger at the end of a series, and I was devastated. It's like, how could you? Do, how could someone do that? How can they leave me with questions? I'm pretty sure by the time it actually started back up again, the next series, I was out of the face and didn't give it a shit. Green, <laughs> but it was a Green Ranger for life, mate. Green Ranger for life. I think you're just an eco warrior from the very no, start. Green Ranger was the, ba- the bad one. Was he? Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Jesus. Red Ranger got his ass handed to him. He used to be the fucking. <laughs> he used to be in charge and all that shit. Tommy comes in, steals his bird. And fucking goes from Green Ranger, even though he's a villain, main villain for a while, steals his bird and then ends up being the White Ranger and in charge. So like fucking Red Ranger got cooked. <laughs> right. You t- Speaking about Power Ranger past, it sounds like you have one there now, uh, Shane. F- oh, I watched, fair, I, watched, fair knowledge. I watched everything. Yes. Power Ranger. Yeah. That's why I was surprised when you brought it up. Yeah. yeah like the Power Ranger. What was yours? Toy. Yeah. Depends on the age, really, doesn't it? Uh, a lot of them. Um, <laughs> you couldn't just answer the question. No, I'm. Ju- I'm <laughs> my brain is literally thinking. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally like what I just said out loud. There was what I said in my own brain <laughs> to myself. It was like, it was like trying to access that memories as a part of my brain, just like lighting up a cigarette, going, "What age do you want, son?" <laughs> I tell you, I did, I did get one Christmas. I remember one Christmas, and it was my favorite Christmas present that I, I, I ever got. It was a desk and a chair, and I remember. <laughs> being the happiest man as a 10 year old ever because now i was a grown-up with with a, with a desk to do shit at uh, did i do much at it no but i had a desk and a, and a swivel chair and i was over the moon i was 60 in my head when i was 10 hey you are fucking boring as shit 
Like you, <laughs> you, you showed you showed a bit of glimpse of like bit of fun imagination red ranger we we're gonna go into that you asked me about my toy and you were just you'd swear you were wearing a fucking suit and tie at 10 years old being like yes thank you thank you santa i'm, es- I'm essentially the west of ireland manny Dengado from uh, modern family we must declare this for the revenue <laughs> like, now we want to make a profit on this desk yeah, cap- i need to be productive capital gains tax for me like i was huge into teenage mutant ninja turtles wrestling power rangers pokemon like like everything anything that anything that ended up like anything that had martial arts in it i was there right first off anything that like was all about that cartoons watch that all the time you were probably a samurai jack kid then were you yeah what are you talking about probably samurai jack even as a grown-up when they (laughs) like you said that like that's so obscure thing samurai jack won a fucking emmy two channels mate won an Emmy <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no Samurai Jack's unbelievable um, but I wouldn't put classify that in in, in with that stuff because Samurai Jack we were teenagers I think when that came out but uh, I guess to- but toys were gone by that time you know um, mm. but yeah no big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle I'd say I also had a Robocop that was actually a pretty big one I had a Robocop like he was like a fucking foot tall and I also had a, a Terminator one that his face used to come off. And he was like a foot tall, so I'd fight them. Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I made the... I made the. They lasted a week. I, I made the versus <laughs> movie that everyone wanted to see in the 90s. Robocop v. Terminator. You know, the one they, that Jimmy Cameron was holding out for. They wouldn't do it. And I just... I made it happen at five years old. I was like, we're fucking... We're going to do this. And it was after... It would have been after T2 as well. So it was the cool Terminator. Um, yeah, so me and toys, long, long history with toys, love toys, uh, love to break them, love to play with them, love to move on from them. <laughs> um, so, uh, but you at your desk and chairs. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I'm in shock with that, but that. not in shock at all. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So let's kick this off. You've got a toy ad to bring us through. Go for it. Yes. So mine are, uh, they're actually print ads, um, for uh, for my example um and i think when when you when you even scratch the surface of toy ads and go to great examples there's one brand that shoots to the top of the list every time and that's lego an amazing product and they have amazing ads uh, to boot so uh this uh, this campaign um was one that was developed by blattner Brunner in 2008 so i'm just going to bring up uh, bring up the, mm-hmm. the ads here on screen uh, so everyone can see them so we have uh, the tank, we have dinosaur, we have battleship, and we have aeroplane. Yeah. Again, they speak to the simplicity and beauty of print, that there is not a drop of copy anywhere to be seen in the entire, uh, in any one of them, yet you get it straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it speaks right to the heart of what Lego is, using your imagination to create the world that you want. Uh, around you as a, as a kid or an adult it doesn't matter what age uh, you are and and the shadows on these ads perfectly uh, demonstrate that uh, coming straight off the the block so i just thought it was a really simple ad that was that was just really well executed yeah nice um i'd seen that ad before really nice really nice creative what i think is interesting about that is that's an ad targeted adults mm-hmm like um because that's more 
for me that strikes a chord of um nostalgia as opposed to oh it, it's like the toy story effect it's like remember when you were a kid and you build the blocks like this and you'd say it was a dinosaur remember when you'd make a plane as opposed to a kid doesn't need that shadow a kid probably looks at the block and only sees a plane do you know what i mean yeah so it's more it's uh it's 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 giving you a glimpse it's the it's the tom hanks big working in a toy shop type of type of effect it's like remember when you used to have imagination get excited lego can can give that back to you and it's acceptable do you remember that do you remember that time before the world dragged you down and everything yeah. seemed grey? Yeah. <laughs> remember, yeah. remember there was colour in the world? <laughs> remember when before everything was really shit? Um, or, uh, your, your life was just an endless list of jobs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Responsibilities. <laughs> that you haven't done yet. Expectations. And bills that haven't been paid. Yeah, exactly. Remember when you could just hang out and watch TV and eat cereal? It was, you, you, you used to say this where... If you could talk to your younger self and go, you know, you get a salary every month yeah. and that's your money to do what you want with. Yeah. Oh, it's sad that we don't buy more mate, toys, Shane. I was in Smith's there the other day and uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like, like I, I do like Lego, but it does feel like I'm not as engaged in the toys, toy universe anymore. So there's so much shit that I'm like. I don't even know what this is. Is this a big deal now? <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is kind of boring. And then I see Pokemon stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah. I was like, Chairman, ah, that's that's cool that they're still doing that. Good stuff. Yeah, he's he's still around. God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> Smoking, lighting his fag off his tail. <laughs> still drawing a paycheck from Pokemon. But um, no, I think that's really interesting. <laughs> like, it, it, really, what that's tapping into, yeah, is is. Um, is Lego for adults and kind of remembering. And I guess it's also trying to do two things. I imagine it's trying to tap into maybe a me or you that are like, oh, fuck it, I'll go buy some Lego. I have a quiet Sunday. Or maybe I might get myself, oh, what'll I get you? Oh, I don't want anything. I was like, maybe get me a little bit of Lego. And it's just kind of like something small you can you can do. Mm. Or you have a kid and you're like, geez, I'm sick of them playing video games. They're not going out. They're doing a lot. What will I give them? And it's like, fuck it. Oh, let's go buy some Lego together. You know yeah, I mean? and that, that's what, like, that, that speaks to me there that it is is talking to the parents as in, like, this is good for your imagination, the mm-hmm. kid's imagination. And a lot of other Lego campaigns do do that as in they, they're literally hinting at this is this is healthy imagination builders uh, for, for, for kids. Um, and, and an example that you said earlier on, a lot of Lego ads do actually portray the city. Sure, look at the Lego movie in itself. That is what the kid sees. You mm-hmm. know, it's a real living and breathing city. Um, and, and the million ways you can put that together. There's no rules. And the dad is involved. To Lego. Remember, it's actually the dad's. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there's, uh, was it the craggle? Uh, the craggle that they... Yeah. they but um, this campaign... Uh, when looking this online, there's a lot of links between another Lego campaign um, that was developed by FCB uh, called Periscope. Mm-hmm. And this this campaign, we're just bringing it up on screen here. So as you can see, it's very minimalist, very um, very similar in terms of the, the, the style. Uh, and this is one bit of copy, which is one where it says imagine. Um, and this won the Grand Prix in uh, Cannes in in, for print in 26, uh, 2006. So again, another 
another really good use of just the negative space there uh, and was it is it one or two little pieces of lego uh, mm-hmm. across the, the blue sheet so i just think it, they're really really nicely done uh, campaigns um, yeah and just great you great examples of print more than anything else super nice like um i can completely appreciate them like uh when you said you were doing lego i like i was like right i'll stay away from lego but there's so many good lego ads like even yeah um but i just think what why we would say that because like where my head went with this was ended up in loads of different spaces and i was trying to think of what ads i liked as a kid as opposed to what ads i like as a uh, someone who works in advertising as a grown-up now do you know what i mean whereas mm-hmm. these are ads as a kid i probably would it would not have got my attention at all i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have noticed it i wouldn't have been you know are they guilty of being ads for the advertising industry do you think yeah that's that like that's always going to win awards like that's just great design you know what i mean that's it's i like i'd like to see lego's actual strategy to get kids to buy more lego and look it might be the type of thing that's its brand is so entrenched with adults that the kids don't need to because if you're a mom or a dad who always worked with lego and you still have it and then you have a kid or you have a niece you have a nephew and they're old enough you're like i'll get them some lego but like lego's not fucking cheap no no it is not lego like for a bunch of plastic box blocks like i mean like i was in i was as i said i was in smith's and i was i was actually looking through lego and um so much star wars so much star wars um and then this year they have the millennium falcon out and it's it's nearly a thousand euro what 799 euro so like it's the bones of a grand and they have those locked behind a behind a behind a fucking glass cabinet and i'm like lads this is too much (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I was a Connects kid as growing up. I was uh, big really? into Connects versus Lego. Yeah, is Connects the one? Is that like techno? Was it? Conne- no, I was Connects and Mikado then. Uh, Meccano was it? Meccano. Not Meccano was the best. Meccano's the one Meccano. you use a, like a screw, the wrench, yeah, and yeah, screw. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you kind of build little metal uh, cars and bits and bobs. And Connects is like a plastic version of that where you connect long plastic things to like spindles that I remember them yeah yeah I didn't so I was a big connects uh, connects head, yeah. I never had the patience for any of this really yeah my older brother was Lego and I would kind of ruin his Lego when I'd be like oh yeah I'm gonna use the Lego for like an hour and then be like nah fuck this I'm moving on karate chop <laughs> get him Robocop get him <laughs> just destruction I was all about destruction so that was the fun thing about Lego is it was made to be broken that should be mm. their next campaign huh? <laughs> um, I, you know what I mean you could build a wall and then throw Rod- Robocop at it and it fucking yeah. explode um okay yeah no, that, that's really that they're really 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 nice and they're really you can see why they won awards and they're really smart and like i cannot fault them but let's move on to mine so this this is all this episode has been leading up to you've just been like get 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 Aaron yeah well away. let's well in fairness i think get the, i think it. the audience realized what was going on when you said one of your favorite fucking presents were a fucking table and chairs and <laughs> they were like this episode's not for Aaron. Aaron didn't really embrace toys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Aaron doesn't own any toys. Everyone at home was like that. Poor. Toys? He, what are toys? The following year, he got a ledger. And he was like, make sure to send the invoice. Mm. <laughs> what's Final your, facts all the way. What's your VAT number? Um, 
Jesus. But no, they, they are very, very, very nice. So what I did was I went into the depths of my memory to be like, oh, what ads do I remember fondly and like had a big impact? So I ended up going through like, I don't remember the Furby ad, but I remember Furby Mania. Yes. So I was like, me but too. there must have been a fucking ad. I remember one that came to me was the Mr. Frosty ad. Remember Mr. Frosty? He's so much fun. He makes drinks for everyone. Never had one. Thought they were disgusting. But the ad was on all the time. Um, Baby Born ad as well. That song. Baby Born, Baby Born. Oh, yeah. Baby Born, Baby Born. So I started going into this and then I remember like Operations. Operation ad. And I was just trying to think of ads. Buckaroo. And then I was like, okay, yeah, but Shane, don't just pick ads that you remember. That doesn't mean you love them. So I was like, think of something you love that was like super successful and impacted you. So I was, then I started thinking of, I ended up thinking of Transformers, the fact that they made a cartoon, which was just advertising. And then I was like, no, I was never big into Transformers. But then it hit me. One that still impacts me to this day was Pokemon. The TV show, the anime of Pokemon is the best advertising for any game in the history of advertising it is it has spawned over a thousand episodes half an hour long each still running and pokemon which started in 1996 which i thought in my head was like an older card game that they then developed into a video game is now the highest grossing media franchise of anything in the world of all time it has beaten uh, like Mickey Mouse, Disney, Star Wars, it Pokemon is the highest grossing franchise in the world based on a 1996 video game that a year later started to advertise with making an anime show. So for nostalgia for everyone, and if you didn't watch this show, I just feel really bad for you. Um, we're going to play the Indigo League uh, intro theme for Pokemon Season 1. Let's mm-hmm. hit it. nostalgia that's a very concentrated hit right there that's just gold that gets me excited that is that's like and like so when you think of this so um can i can can i ask you a question just before we get into pokemon so what's the connection with this being a toy and then this being the ad for the toy so what toy was it the video game the nintendo video game the The game Game boy video game the game boy video game um, that came first. Red that and didn't blue. come after. No, red and blue came first, nineteen ninety six. Right. Okay. And um, I'm trying to get his name here. That's funny. I had it. Oh yeah, Sat- Satoshi to Tajari. 
he came up with it in 1996. It was released by it's 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 a obviously now it's a media franchise called the Pokemon Company. It was founded by Nintendo, developed by um, Game Freak, a game production and creatures. So like he came up with it when the Game Boy came out with like in the 80s, and it was based on his the hobby of collecting insects. Um, and he came up with this idea of pocket monsters and how insects are like monsters and it would be interesting if you could like collect them and catalog them and you have to find them and that's where it actually stemmed from and then it, he built it over time and it became this kind of more battling and trainers pokemon trainers type situation um so then they released that in 1996 called pokemon and uh it literally a year later they were trying to like grow it and try and grow it in markets and they were like well what if we kids like cartoons and i imagine off the back of success of other toys would have done this in the 80s for years it was like we have a toy let's um make a cartoon that kids watch so they want to buy the toy similar similar to like the success of merchandising with star wars you know what i mean everyone kind of knew this was a bit of the playbook to sell a toy but no one had done it for a video game mm -hmm. so it was video game moving into this space um so they did it and it was olm inc did the production of the anime um as i said before it's currently estimated total revenue in us dollars is 105 billion Fuck. um to, to <sighs> revenue breakdown and the original media is the video game um wow the, the breakdown on that is uh of the everything earning over like so licensed merchandise gets them 81 billion video games 23 so licensed merchandise is like makes 81 billion for them alone um video games 23 billion box office 1.8 billion that's like um detective pikachu and stuff home entertainment 144 million the strategy guide books they sell 142 million strategy guide books to the game wow this is my favorite one jet aircraft sales i'm gonna pop that up on screen just so you know there's pokemon jets that people buy three million that's made them um the next yeah this is insane like the next biggest franchise after pokemon is hello kitty then it goes winnie the pooh mickey mouse and star wars that's how big pokemon is wow it is over that's insane it's a fifth on top of hello kitty that is insane yeah absolutely insane and then moving down like you've got disney princesses the mcu mario like harry potter is way down there transformers is only 30 billion like it's only 30 billion no but compared to the 105 <laughs> billion of pokemon so like what i love about this was this then spawned like the card game this then spawned like all the other game the trading card game the animated they've sold something like i think 32 billion yeah 34.1 billion cards sold to date and that's off the back of the toy being the video game and then just growing with the tv show anyone who's listened to this who are around our age uh our age group i'm assuming got caught up in the craze not only of rushing home from school to watch the latest episode of pokemon because yep. everyone was watching it you yep. had to watch it and also was collecting the stickers and the album. The full album was the big thing. They were bigger than Premier League stickers for a year. I don't ever, I never collected the stickers. That wasn't really? a thing in my primary school. I used to collect the cards 
you'd swap the cards. Yeah, um, we were pure, you, pure sticker. sticker yeah, it's funny uh, how they skill. get little, little um, economies in different schools. Isn't it? But uh, we had the game. I remember I'd bring my Game Boy purple color in and that had the transfer USB cable and you could transfer because there was like certain like, um, was it, was it columns? You could only chance Geodude would only um, evolve into Gollum if he'd been transferred. So there was like three different Pokemon that you could only evolve them if you did the process of transferring them to a different trainer. And when you started the game, you got to pick your Pokemon. You could pick a, a Bulbasaur, uh, Charizard, Pikachu. No, uh, you couldn't pick Pikachu in Red and Blue. What, that was uh, in the TV was, show. So it was sorry. What was the Bulbasaur? Tree it was fire, water, and grass or land. Um, so it was Bulbasaur, Charm, um, Charizard. No, Charmander. Charmander, and Squirtle. And I remember when yes, it's Squirtle. Uh, I spent a full day with my friend where we'd reset the game. We'd pick it, transfer. Reset the game yeah, again, yeah, pick yeah. it, transfer. So we spent a full day getting all the best ones yeah. <laughs> and having them in our arsenal at the start. But, like, but go on, sir. But and no matter what we did, Charmander was still a little dickhead. Wouldn't do out first. Yeah, yeah. He he was uh, he'd refuse to fight a lot of the time. I feel like you might have played Pokemon Yellow, which would I have been the later one. Which... Whereas I had red and my brother had blue. So like we had the first and we had the old school square, whereas you're a little bit younger than me. So there was like straight after yellow came. No, we had the old one. They had the, the black and the, the green. And but black if you got po if you got Pokemon yellow, you could pick Pikachu because they did that after the game, after the TV show. But um, but like things I was reading about it as well is how like the show, they then use the show as advertising to pre-advertise stuff in the game. Like way in advance like wow in the first episode i remember this i remember watching this first episode as a kid sitting in my living room and they showed the legendary pokemon is it ho oh it's or oh ho um someone in the comments will correct me but it's this bird so it's one of the legendary birds and literally ash looks up into the sky and you just see this bird and he's like huh what's that and it's just this legendary Pokemon flying across. Never reference it again. It didn't come out in the game for another two years. Till 1999. Just, they're just peppering it in. Little yeah. left, right and centre. So like, um, like stuff like that. They started to, like I remember, I remember the, the movie. Did you go see the movie? Oh, the, the, the build up to this movie for kids was like. And they gave you the card, the Mewtwo card. Um, it was when, insane. I went to Tullamore Cinema. Had to go to see it by myself. Got my mom to drop me. Do you know what was the fear? <laughs> I had monstrous fear when I arrived because we went to see it and they played like a Pikachu short, you know, like a Pixar short at the start. Right. That was like you 20 was minutes long. I was like, oh, fuck. Have they screwed us? Is this not the movie? <laughs> I was like, no, that can't be it. And then the movie started. I remember the panic. The panic that I wasn't going to get to see the movie. Oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, so that's like... That's a great selection. For that me, I just wanted to think about... Like, I think advertiser-funded programming. We don't talk about it enough. And how it can contribute to sales and then grow. Like, the, the fact that the biggest franchise of all time only started in 1996. Yeah. Is insane. It's considering what it's beating. It's beating Disney. It's beating Star Wars. Like... It's uh, it's just crazy, and I only recently replayed 
Pokemon, I think it was Blue, uh, like two or three years ago by recently. Um, I got like a cracked version on a, on a tablet and it just holds up. It's just such a good game. And like, even if you think we're Pokemon, I didn't really get into Pokemon Go. I did a little mm. bit like in the first initial. I was Everyone like, did it for like a week. When I was walking was like, on my commute, I was like, oh, there's a fucking thing. But like, I wasn't, do you know what I mean? Actually going actively out to, to do anything. Because, you know, I was in my late 20s. Um, not judgment on anyone who did. But remember those crowds of people standing in in uh, yeah. in like um, Times Square. Samuel and Beckham someone shouting some ra- random Pokemon's over here. And there's some fucking going. But that all stems from, for me, the cartoon. Cartoon as well, because I remember pre-cartoon, mm-hmm. um, my parents came back from New York and they got me, it's funny, I actually, in research for this, I came across the ad for this toy, a Blastoise in a bouncing ball, like a, wow. a, um, a moon ball type thing and a Pikachu. And I had no idea what these things were, no idea. And uh, it because the cartoon didn't come out in Ireland for like another Remember we used to wait. We got it 10 years later after. We used to wait for stuff. <laughs> and all I remember about those is this is obviously how destructive I was with stuff. I cut the toy out of the ball <laughs> so I could have the toy. So I spent like weeks like like getting like pins and scissors trying to break the toy away so I could get him out of it, Blastoise out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, that to me is just, it's just massively successful. As I said, there's over... A thousand episodes over twenty seasons. It's been aired in over a hundred and eighty three countries. Um, they're like Pikachu. It obviously had the the Ryan Reynolds film, like Game Boy Color. You've Pokemon Go. You have all the merchandising. You now have planes. I just think, yeah, it's one of the best pieces of successful advertiser funded programming I've ever seen in my entire life, and clearly based on revenue. It's newer than Transformers and has generated more money doing the same thing. You know what I mean? I just think it's it's unbelievable. And it is something I absolutely adore. Fair play. Great choice. Great choice, Shane. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So do you have a um a need to know for us this week, Aaron? If we know a very quick, very yeah. quick need to know. Uh gee, it's been a while since we've done a need to know, isn't it? it? Is. Um this one has just been a development uh, that's been a long time in the in the making um, around Google News Showcase. So there's been headlines over the last year or so with um, Google and, and Australian publishers oh, kind yeah. of going argy-bargy and, and being blocked and all that kind of stuff. So um, that seems to be coming out in the wash and, and being all sorted out with, with Google doing deals mm-hmm. uh, with publishers. We've also seen Facebook are doing deals with publishers as well, uh, I think uh, recently with Le Monde in, in, in France. Yeah. Um, but this, this, this broke at the end of October, towards the end of October, where Google News Showcase have done a deal with eight Irish publishers uh, across 40 different titles uh, where they will... Um, showcase certain stories that are bo- could be behind uh, these publishers paywalls through the google news uh, platform uh, and uh, they when a user clicks on to the story they will be brought straight to the publisher uh, website and google will, will they be encouraged that they have to pay for the paywall then or will they get to read the actual article they can get go through and read the article okay. as far as far as I can understand. Yeah, um, they can go and read the read the article on the publisher's website. Google said this this platform is not designed to make money. It's designed okay. as a value add to their search 
offering right. uh, and for publishers they're obviously getting uh, some sort of financial benefit as well as traffic driven uh, driven to their to, to their site so it's quite new uh, in ireland so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds over the next uh, couple of months and years uh, and how it works for publishers to get a bit of balance in the ecosystem there i'll be curious to see the level of traffic and then the amount of advertising on the page that's what i'll be curious to see yeah i clicked through one or two now just to test it and it seemed to be just like you went onto the website yourself where you click through from facebook or so there's a leader and an mpu and it still has you're just on the platform the 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 publisher's platform and uh it seems to be based on 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 their own uh, ad setup Um, so yeah it's it'll be interesting to see how it works and I, i suppose it's it seems from the outset as a positive step yeah. to to balancing um that kind of uh, um kind of argument that was building up over a long time in terms of uh google piggybacking and social piggybacking a lot off the hard work done by by native publishers yeah. cr- around the world it'll be inter- it'll be definitely interesting to see how it goes but look mm-hmm. i think conversation with the publishers are getting some type of deal is is a good conversation to start with because at least it sets the precedent that there is a value to this work and to underestimate yeah. it was was just it, not really acceptable and wouldn't wouldn't be tenable long term long term so it's, it's exactly. great it's great to see it do you know what i mean finally happen yeah so that's the need to know for this week amazing so uh that was a that was a good one that was a really good episode um i want to go watch and play pokemon now and i'm sure you want to go sit at a desk or the table oh wait you are you already are I'm, li- I'm literally living the dream, Shane. I am living yeah, the dream. Fair enough. Dream, dream small, live big. <laughs> um, okay, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, um, or watching. If you want to catch up on the old episodes, uh, go to workwithfo.ie, go to the podcast section. Um, if you have any of your favorite toys when you were growing up or any of the best advertising, just hit them in the comments. Or if you have any other topics you'd like us to talk about, it's DM us. Okay. So Merry Christmas. Thanks for it. No, I'm joking. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>